0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University podcast studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. On this episode of Uncommon Grounds, host Chris Roush interviews Leah Lavin, a recent graduate of Quinnipiac's first three plus one communications cohort. Leah talks about how studying abroad inspired her and a couple friends to start their own sustainability club, Students for Environmental Action. She shares the importance of how work in the classroom prepared her to start the club, and tells us some of her favorite experiences studying abroad. My name is Mike Bachman and I'm the producer of the show. I'm also a graduate student in Quinnipiac School of Communications. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush, Dean of the School of Communications. Hope you enjoy and thanks for listening.
1: Welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Dean Chris Rausch, and joining us today is Leah Lavin. Uh, Leah uh, graduated from our program with an undergraduate degree in public relations. And then she continued on uh, with uh, the master's program in integrated marketing and communications. Leah, thank you for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me. I'm excited.
1: <laughs> Let's start off with a basic question. How did you get to Quinnipiac? What was that decision like?
2: Well, I have to be honest, initially, I was not interested in Quinnipiac. Um, No one from my high school in eight years had come to Quinnipiac. So it wasn't really in my brain. It wasn't something I'd heard a lot about, Um, but then I heard about the three plus one program and I was like, okay, I should start considering this school. And I went to a visiting day and I was like, you know what? It's too small. It's too close to home. I, even though it's two and a half hours away, but in my head, I was like, I want to get out of here. Um, but then I visited some other schools across the country, and I just found myself continually coming back to Quinnipiac's communication program, specifically the 3 plus 1 program, and I just wasn't finding the same connection that I found with professors and with students uh, as I did at Quinnipiac Student Day, Um, so I revisited it. I came back, and me and my mom were both just sold, um, both on the culture of the campus as well as the communications program, because the idea of being able to graduate with an undergrad and master's degree at the age of 21 was something I didn't really even fully understand what a master's degree meant at the time, but I knew it sounded like something I wanted to be involved in.
1: So the three plus one program was just starting.
2: Yes. Um, we were the when, Guinea pigs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what was that like being the first person to, to be in a program?
2: You know, it's really, it's really cool to think of that. And when we were in it, it didn't always feel like we were the first. Um, It felt very planned out. It felt like everything was put together, but it also gave us a lot of room for feedback, both to Dean Bloom as well as the overall School of Communications on how we can make this program better in the future. And to see how much it's changed since the first day I got there versus what it is now is already really amazing. Um, And just the people that come out of this program have maybe have given me a lot of people to look up to. Um, I think my favorite thing I did while in college was I decided to join the Think One living cohort. So I lived with people who are all in my program and they kept me on my game at all times. Um, They inspire me then, they inspire me now. um, And I know they're gonna inspire me for the rest of my life. And it gave me best friends as well as great classmates because you know, we all knew we were under kind of this pressure of the 19 credit course load Wallace was just trying to enjoy Quinnipiac and all it had to offer. So now that, you know, when I went into college, like I said, I didn't really know what a master's degree was. I didn't understand three plus one, but now that I did it, I couldn't imagine college any other way, not having that busy, not having those friends, not having that kind of almost motivation behind me at all times.
1: Do you feel like the, um, the 19 hours a semester, do you feel like that was a lot?
2: I never did. Um, My friends kind of always tease me a bit for this, because I'm known for filling 24 hours of my day. Um, I never found an issue with, you know, balancing my classes as well as other things. Um, Other than my first semester on campus, I had one job, but from from there on out, I always had two jobs every semester. Um, I was involved in a lot of clubs, um, including a sorority and then this past year in a fraternity as well as building my, starting my own club this past year um, and founding that on campus and running it um, and still being able to sleep and still being able to see my friends and still being able to breathe. And I think for me, and what I always tell people and admitted students say is, if you're picked for the three plus one program, you are picked for a reason. And that's because you can handle the 19 credits as well as excelling beyond the classroom, which you know, I definitely found to be the most enjoyable part of my experience.
1: And before we go any further, I need to make a correction. The name of the master's program is, is Interactive Communications in Media.
2: It's a little bit I of a mouthful, but it encompasses a lot.
1: I, I use the word marketing, uh, and that's my mistake. Uh, and I, and I, I realized it about 30 seconds after I said it. So before we go any further, you started your own club on sustainability. Tell me about that.
2: So my second year, my sophomore year, or as in the program we call it second year, I decided to go abroad for the first time in my life. I never left New England, basically, and I went to Australia. So I went about as far as you can go from Connecticut. Um, And I went abroad and I went to a university in Australia that had a really big sustainability club um, that wasn't only for students, but teachers were involved and there was a lot of classes And, you know, sustainability had always kind of in the back of my mind, but when I got there, I realized how passionate I really was about it. And when I came back to campus, I wasn't really finding that place where I could express that passion. Um, And I had met several friends and connected with people about how passionate we were about sustainability, but we hadn't found that outlet yet on PX campus. So we made it ourselves. Um, It started with me and four friends on the floor of my dorm room. Um, just, you know, brainstorming and names what we wanted to do what we want to stand for. Um, and this past year at our initial, our first meeting of the year we had over 100 people come in. You know, I think back to Quinnipiac and all the things I'm really proud of, but I think that has to be the most. The name we decided on was Students for Environmental Action. Um, we banded with the faculty sustainability committee as well as a bunch of different organizations across campus to kind of spread this idea of sustainability. We also held the first student-run Earth Day, um, which I was the spearheader of last year, which definitely was a a lot to plan, you know, a campus-wide event um, at that point, but I fell in love with, you know, event planning, sustainability, um, and kind of those leadership roles in a sense. And then this past year, we were able to at several different town halls, we made our presence quite known um, to administration, um, as well as several of Judy Olian's office hours, where we knew Quinnipiac needed a sustainability plan that was going to be implemented far, far beyond a student organization, but within administration. And that got approved last year, which was super exciting and is still in the works and is going to be, I'm part of that committee as well. Um, even though I have graduated, we're still working on it and going to be publishing it, hopefully in the fall.
1: Very cool. Sounds like a lot to start a club.
2: Yeah, but it was a hundred But if you're passionate about the topic. It. Exactly. And it made me so happy to see how far beyond just a club this organization went, because it yeah. is really an acting change on campus and beyond the Quinnipiac campus.
1: Do you feel like you, you used what you learned in your public relations and marketing classes uh, to start the club?
2: A hundred percent. I, you know, part of some of my electives were in fact public speaking um, or, and I literally took an event planning class this year that I wish I had taken prior to planning Earth Day, but, you know, I use it for other things. Um, I think so much of why I love public relations. And, you know, when I started school, I was a sports broad, I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. And then I realized I didn't really like sports that much.
0: Um, so
2: I I joined you know I joined all the clubs I tried it out and I was like wait a second I think I just really like talking to people I think that's what I was passionate about more that interaction aspect so I sat down with my advisor Dean Bloom and kind of just told her I was like you know I know I'm really passionate about people and helping people and sustainability and travel and community service but I love the communication side of it. Like, I love figuring out how to best, you know, explain things to people or get the message across. And she was like, have you thought about public relations? I was like, no, I've never heard of that. Um, And here I am a few years later with a degree in it. So that's pretty cool. Um, And I really find that with PR, I've just been able to really pinpoint my passion for in-person PR almost, you know, that event planning and also Just time management with the 19 credits was in itself a life lesson. Um, And then everything I learned in the classroom was able to make our event a success because no one would have showed up if there wasn't good PR for it. Um, And I was really honored to be a huge part of that PR and the planning and implementation and the success.
1: Do you have an area uh, of public relations or field and industry that you want to go into with your degree?
2: I kind of describe my three pillars of life, my three passions as sustainable, global, and community engagement. Um, Although they're very broad, I find more and more as I delve deeper into these fields, how really related they are when it comes to how our environment can affect our communities and then affect the global communities. So uh, my dream was to work for a study abroad industry this fall, either for a company or within a school Unfortunately, due to current circumstances, study abroad industry is not hiring for quite a long time. Um, So I've kind of switched over to my other passion of community engagement, Um, and right now I'm going to be joining the AmeriCorp in the fall in Boston, working with the City Year Program, um, where they partner the AmeriCorp members for a full year, and you're in a classroom of you know, schools that just don't have the right amount of resources as they should. Um, A lot of inner city schools, a lot of schools that aren't represented as well, um, and kind of taking, you know, my communication skills and putting it into a classroom and then putting it into, you know, the future public relations professionals and the future of our country and the future of the world. So, you know, this wasn't what I was expected, but no one expected this right now. And it's really cool to see how I'm still connecting those three kind of passions in life to where I am now and hopefully where I'm going.
1: How did you get connected with AmeriCorps?
2: So for the past 12 years of my life, I've gone and worked at a sleepaway camp um, in New Hampshire and all girls YMCA camp. And one of my very close friends, she did the severe program last year. And, you know, I'd meet up with her over the year. Um, We talk, we talk almost every day. And she just talked about the way she felt when she got home from work and the people she met at work and how she engaged with people. And I was just like, that is awesome. And it was something I always had in the back of my mind. I always knew I wanted to do it. But you know, coming out of school with a master's degree, there's kind of this inherent pressure on you to just go straight into your industry. You know, most people with a master's degree aren't kind of going towards another path, they know where they're going. But being a 21 year old, I'm still figuring that out every day. Um, So kind of when COVID hit and I realized that my near goal of working and study abroad wasn't most likely going to be a reality I was like oh what about this thing in the back of my mind um, that now I'm so excited for I'm so grateful that they are continuing to hire Um, they are planning on having them then hopefully knock on wood in person this year you know as long as we're all in a safe position. And I'm just, you know, now there's actually four people from my camp that are going to be working there this fall. So it's all about those connections we've made and that network of people both at school and out of school and how we're combining everything.
1: So it sounds like too, that your work on campus for the Department of Culture and Global Engagement kind of fits into your three pillars as well.
2: I know, it's funny to think that as a Student who came into Quinnipiac, never being, never leaving New England, uh, ended her last year working in the study abroad office in Department of Cultural and Global Engagement, and now that's where I want to eventually get back to. But in this meantime, it's awesome to see how else I can incorporate global and cultural engagement.
1: Other than Australia, are there any other countries that you have visited?
2: Yes, I've actually gone abroad through Quinnipiac four times. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, I went to Australia. <laughs> The spring of my sophomore year for, you know, the traditional full semester um, course. Then in January of my junior year, I went to Costa Rica to study sustainability at Earth University. Um, in the fall of my fourth year, I went to Mexico for the Summit of Nobel Peace Laureates with the Albert Schweitzer Institute. Um, Margarita
1: Diaz went with, yes, with you. Yes. Yeah,
2: it was a it was a blast, you know, going with professors to a conference in another country, but also getting to travel around with them. Um, and yeah. then now I always see her in the School of Communications. I'm like, hi, remember that time? <laughs> um, and then most recently, um, this past spring break, I was in Guatemala uh, learning about permaculture on Lake Atitlan, um, again, through the Department of Culture and Global Engagement. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I got in as many as I could.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is, is there a country that you haven't visited that that's on like your bucket list?
2: See, my bucket list was always Australia. That was always my dream in New Zealand, which I got to go to when I was in Australia. And, you know, then I learned about Costa Rica. I was like, wow, they have a great sustainability program there. I want to go there. But now that as I've traveled to more and more countries, I just want to go everywhere. I don't really have like a tiered list right now. I'm kind of at the point where if somebody tells me they're planning a trip somewhere, I'm like, I'm in, if I can afford it, of course. Um, but at this point, I just want to go everywhere I can um, because I really think there's so much to learn from every country, um, you know, some, again, like Costa Rica really really on sustainability. So that really was my pinpoint there, but there's different permaculture, different agriculture aspects you can learn from every country. So i just really love being able to have this open mind now of traveling that I never could have imagined coming into Colombia. Pura Vida. Exactly. I caught the travel bug. (laughs) All
1: right, Leah, we are out of time. I really want to thank you for joining us today. This has been great.
2: Thank you for having me. I miss you guys. I miss Quinnipiac. Uh, I
1: I miss the students. Uh, um, I I can't wait to see some students this fall.
2: (laughs) I know. I'll be visiting. Don't you worry. All
1: right. Thanks, Leah. I appreciate it.
0: That was Chris Roush interviewing Leah Lavin, a recent graduate of Quinnipiac's first 3-plus-1 communications cohort. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush, dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by myself, Mike Bachman. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. If you have a story to share or something you want us to talk about, find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Sidney Reynolds, a third-year media studies major who has an apprenticeship with the Connecticut Critics Circle. Until then, keep your distance, wash your hands, and we'll see you next time.